0: Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura.
1: Hello to all our amazing friends around the world, and welcome to... Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show, as always, is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're saying hello to, oh boy, aging. (laughs) Oh,
2: my shoulder's (laughs) creaking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This has not always been my favorite topic. I don't have a problem saying hello to dying, but, mmm, aging? Well, I suppose we have to say hello to getting older sometime, don't we? But does that mean we have to say hello to wrinkles and having to look for our glasses every five minutes? I don't like it. (laughs) But who invented this growing older thing anyway? I have a feeling it wasn't God. Uh, (laughs) I started getting, I personally started getting swamped with emails, snail mail, phone calls, you name it, about getting older, being a senior, Medicare, wheelchairs, stair lifts, cell phones for old people as soon as my 64th birthday came along because In America, 65 is the age of Medicare and Social Security, and so all these companies had a whole year to pester me to come into their fold of old people
2: stuff. (laughs) You are getting decrepit.
1: (laughs) Interestingly enough, for me, I started having some physical discomforts I didn't used to have about then as well. See, that That proves them
2: right. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I've always been a go, go, go person. And it was so interesting because um, I am pretty high energy. I do a lot. I give a lot. And when I hit my 64th birthday, literally, I felt like I kind of hit a wall hmm. of energy. And we're going to talk about that today. Well, the first thing I became aware of was how much programming there is everywhere in our culture about aging and getting old. It's like once you hit 65, that's it. You're supposed to retire, get sick in so many different ways. (laughs) Your body starts to fall apart and then you wait until you die. Oh, especially if you're a woman, an older woman. In different cultures around the world, however, amongst the indigenous peoples, the older women and men are respected and even revered for their wisdom that usually require at least a few years (coughs) of living and learning to gain. Elders are considered elders, not old people who should just wait out their remaining time as useless bodies. Just because you turn a certain age You don't suddenly start a slow dying process, do you? You don't suddenly have nothing to do and nothing to contribute. Well, I think there's people out there that want us to think that, but it's not true. Are you supposed to just watch television all day and stay out of everyone else's way? Oh, thank heavens we don't even have a TV in our house these days. Yes, we do have to say hello to aging. And don't wait until we're old and decrepit. I think we start aging from the moment we come out of the womb.
2: Yes. (laughs) We age
1: into a full uh, grown body and then we start aging into, uh, you know, each year getting older.
2: Yeah, we we have to say hello to aging, just like we have to say hello to death and dying as soon as we can in our lives. And like Raphael said, hey, as sooner the better, right from birth, the more we can have the truth of what these experiences offer us as souls incarnated in these bodies, in these physical bodies. It's just experience. But what makes it difficult is all that it's just lathered with judgment. Oh yes! <laughs> yeah, just the other day, uh, I got asked for the first time when I'm filling out some kind of application, and and the woman says, uh, uh, "Are you uh, you're retired, right?" <laughs> and I I said, "No, I'm just tired." <laughs> uh, oh no, we have a better joke than that. <laughs> yes, retired means means you're
1: tired all over again. <laughs> yeah, or um, for me. Being retired is what you do to your car. You put new tires on it. <laughs> anyway, that's right. For spirit, there's no death or an end to life at all, like it may be for the physical body here in this world. <clears throat> if there isn't any death for spirit, there isn't any for aging either. What we experience as the slow deterioration of getting older <clears throat> is just about the body not who we are as souls that are incarnated in the bodies. When, as a soul, we are done here in this incarnation in this world, we make our exit and the body ceases to continue to be animated by you. So, the aging process is the ever-changing relationship we have as souls with our bodies as they get older. In the beginning of our incarnation, we have to learn to manage the growing body until it becomes complete as a young adult. Near the end of a lifespan of the body, we begin to be more complete with our purpose for being in this world, for this incarnation, and begin our process of pulling out, usually gradually over the years. As we age, we tend to be less attached to to being here to fulfill a host of desires we may have had as a youngster since we've already, hopefully, (laughs) Mm -hmm. fulfilled them or learned to let them go. Wisdom begins to replace all the big physical and energetic activities we may have had to do in order to gain more life experience
2: earlier in our lives. Well, I remember my mother starting to finish up her life here on Earth, when she was only a very youthful 60-year-old, 60, 60. And yeah. one day, while we were enjoying one of her gourmet home-cooked dinners at her home, she told us that she saw this gorgeous Ming Dynasty-style large floor vase in a store display window at a, at a big mall. And she automatically started to go into the store because that's what she would have done before. But, before she walked in, she caught herself looking at that vase and thinking to herself, I don't need that. I don't even have to go take a closer look at it. I enjoyed seeing it from the outside and that was enough. And she just walked by. She was done with shopping for things. Even most beautiful things. Rather than accumulating more things, she was actively letting go of everything in this world. Yet she knew this whole understanding awareness of letting go and starting to, okay, prepare for her departure. She knew this as a vibrant, healthy, golf-playing 60-year-old. She died peacefully in her sleep three years, four years later. And of course, she visited me in spirit while I was being awakened in my hotel room by the ringing of the phone as Raphael was saying, you know, trying to reach me to give me the news of her passing. My mom was ecstatic. She was she and uh, one of my favorite cousins from 35 years, who died 35 years before, were standing by my bed, uh, the foot of the bed, as I was coming back into my body. And they were just ecstatic. And, of course, when you're out of the body, like Raphael said, there's no death. So, you don't even think about when, when I run into, uh, ran into both of them and I'm being pulled back to the phone call, you know, back to the body, i uh, sleeping. And, I'm seeing them and celebrating with them, and I didn't know why they were so joyously celebrating. And I said, I have to do something first, but I'll come, I'll be right back. Don't go away. (laughs) So there's not even a thought of, gee, wait a minute. What's my mom doing with my dead cousin? No, because in spirit, they're not dead at all. There's not even a concept of that. So aging doesn't necessarily mean that your body has to slowly fall apart at the seams, and then you eventually croak. (laughs) Aging, to me, includes that the body tends to decline over the later years. You know, it's different for each body, and it's different for each soul that's incarnated in the body. Some souls choose to have a long, drawn-out, declining process, and for whatever their reasons are. And other souls, hey, we don't need to, you know, draw it out over the long haul. Let's get our job done here. When I'm finished with everything here, wham, bam, I'm out of here. You know, so I've known variety of souls who've gone and taken their exit from this world in either way you know and then in between too it's not too long and not too short and so everyone has their preferences from the body perspective it might be kind of scary and i, I don't want to go ever but from the soul's perspective hey you don't want to stay here forever <laughs> when you're done you're done and again you're not really leaving until you are done So, you know, if if you want to pack up and go more quickly, then might as well complete everything you're here to do more quickly. If you like to take the long route and go, okay, I'll do a little bit and then be a couch potato for a while and do a little bit more and then, you know, hang out and take a vacation and enjoy stuff along the way. That's fine, too. That's, that's a choice we have, but it's a choice we make before we incarnate. So the more important part of the aging process, the aging experience for us as souls, is that we're turning awareness and energy more inward to the center of our beingness and to our eternal home instead of the world out there. In our youth, our attention is focused more outward into the world around us so that we can learn to gain some mastery of the universe. You know, every soul coming in at birth is in some way or shape, hey, (laughs) I got to become the master of the universe, (laughs) or at least enough to get along in and have my learning experience so I can get out of here. In our later years, we begin to direct our attention inward more to our true spiritual nature and to learn to master ourselves in spirit. I remember as a young child, the first adult who happened to be someone my parents knew, but it was a stranger to me, who asked me, what are you going to be when you grow up? My first reaction was, what kind of question is that? I I really was perplexed and kind of amused. I didn't understand what she was getting at. I thought when I grow up, I will be a grown-up version of who I am. <laughs> I mean, what else is there? But I could see that she was picturing. You know, she, she had pictures in her mind that she was looking at, expecting me to become somebody different than who I was. As a child, when I grew up. And not only that, I can see that she didn't think I was, or any child, was um, anything or anything worthwhile as a child. In her mind, no one was good enough as a child. You had to become an adult in order to be valuable, to have something to contribute. I got to see that in a lot of people's minds after that. So many adults saw children as unformed blobs of clay that the adults had to shape and mold until they became worthy as adults.
1: Our first break is coming up, believe it or not, and we have something very special coming up. We're currently in Switzerland to give a three-day retreat in gorgeous Morse shots. Am I saying that right? No, more, shock. more shock. Switzerland, at the Motley Antonio Haas. All of you listening in Europe, if you speak German or English fluently, here is a great opportunity to meet us and learn in person. Our retreat will begin this Friday, October 4th, and go to Sunday, October 6th. Our theme for this one is Live as a Joyous Creative Soul, Harness your imagination, clairvoyance, and intuition to manifest all you need along your path. We're sure this will be an unforgettable experience for everyone. Please let especially your Swiss and German friends know about this. There's still an opportunity to join us. Go to our events calendar and scroll down to October to find the details and write-ups in English and in German, as well as links to our Swiss hosts and organizers sites to get all the details in german and to sign up all our retreats in switzerland are taught in english with immediate translation into german if you enjoy our show come experience us in person and have a supercharged learning and healing experience when we return we'll continue with our exploration about saying hello to aging see you in a couple minutes your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Tune in to Lead Up For Women,
3: Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. on voice america empowerment and get ready to soar change your world change your life voiceamericaempowerment.com
0: you are listening to living the miracle michael and raphael would love to hear from you Reach the show today by calling one 346 9141 Again, that's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Nice to have you all back. Let's continue saying hello to aging. While well, Michael was in the middle of a thought about Uh, being told or being asked by adults when he was a child, what are you going to be when you grow up? You want to continue that? (laughs) Yeah.
2: So, right there, you know, in the very beginning of this show, Rafi, I was talking about how much programming there is in the world. And it's not, you know, evil people just trying to manipulate your mind kind of a thing. No, it's just, this is the way it's been. You know, and people consider it to be not tradition, but it considered to be normal. This is the norm. This is, you know, everybody asks the child, um, what are you going to be when you grow up? And it's not the words, what are you going to be when you grow up? It's it's the intent behind it. What's the question? Well, what I've seen when I was a kid, and even today, is when most adults ask that question, they're wanting to know what are you gonna what's your career gonna be? What are you gonna do when you grow up? You know, do you wanna be a doctor, an architect, an engineer, artist, musician, dancer? What do you what do you want to do when you grow up? And that's so especially in this culture, it's so tied in what you do with who you are. So if you do a lot of artwork, you're an artist. If you play a lot of music, you're a musician. If you like to, you know, operate on people, you're a surgeon. <laughs> and if you like to go to court and and do legal stuff, you're a lawyer. So the your profession, your primary vocation, way of earning income defines so many people. They become what their job is. And it's completely not true. It's it's almost the entire opposite. It's our jobs, what we do in life, what we're interested in life comes from who we are. And so when, when we're growing up, we're finding out, oh, who are we right now? And, and as an expression of who we are, we start to do things, we start to pursue our interests. So as part of who I am, I've always been interested in music. But am I a professional musician today as an adult? No. Well, as a teenager, I was a semi-pro. I got paid to perform in a rock band uh, for a while. And, but that's always been my hobby. Even from the time I was offered a, a, a year recording contract with Columbia Records in Japan <laughs> with my rock band. Well, we turned it down because we all knew that wasn't what we were here to do as a profession, as a career. Huh. But I love music. And I love art. Am I an artist?
1: Yes. <laughs> well, amongst many things.
2: It's not as a professional <clears throat> artist. Well, a little bit. Uh, I had my bachelor's degree in graphic design. You know, so I did a little bit of professional artwork, but I knew that's not going to be my career. It's also my hobby. So, oh, these are all aspects of who I am that I express, but I'm not the artist. I'm not the musician. I'm not even the healer, even though most people consider me to be a pretty good healer or a clairvoyant. And people will point to me and say, Oh, he's a clairvoyant. That's who he is. No, that's just one ability I have. I don't mind when people tell you know, say, Oh, here's the clairvoyant, or here's the psychic, or here's the healer, or here's the artist or musician, or whatever. And or, you know, when Rafiana go places and well, among strangers somebody might say oh here's the hubby you know <laughs> here's the, they might know Raf Young more so they'll go oh here's the the husband <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious when somebody gets introduced as here's the wife or here's the husband you know here's the son here's the daughter <laughs> here's the dog <laughs> and and so it's but we have to take a look at that when we start to look at aging you know, we have to look at, you don't, don't people know that we are, we are being as we are regardless of age or size of our bodies. Yeah, the age or the size or the, the profession that the body is, you know, involved in to earn an income so we could put a roof over our head and support our family and all that stuff, that's not That's just an expression of who we are. Sometimes it's a major expression of who we are, and other times a person has a job because they just need a job. It's not the expression of a major expression, just a small part of who they are. They're able to do this stuff that they're getting paid to do. But that's why a lot of people are looking for, you know, what do I have real passion in life? Because that comes more from who you are. You love to do something. You you you're the happiest when you're doing a certain thing, and that's just part of who you are as a being. It's just in your makeup, in your spiritual makeup. So, are we you know defined by anything to do with the body? No, that's just a point of you know conversation. Oh, uh, you're you're a businesswoman. Okay. You know that's not who you are, but that's one of the things how you through which you express your creativity as a as a soul as a creative spiritual being so as people ask me as I'm growing up more and more what are you what are you gonna be and I start to understand yeah it's they're asking what kind of a career what kind of a thing to earn my livelihood am i going to do and that's what their real question was and then along with that is you know what are you interested in life what do you like to do and all that all that kind of stuff is rolled up into what are you going to be when you grow up and so as got a little older it became clear what they were asking and so i i start to look at okay how am i going to express you know what what am i creating in life to to really be in this world who i am who i know i am inside and and then when i start to listen about third grade the the class you know the teachers used to start to ask the whole class oh, what are you going to what are you going to be when you grow up what do you want to become when you grow up and things like that and go around the the classroom and i I was so amazed that so many of the boys wanted to be firemen, cops, or soldiers. And so many of the girls wanted to be ballerinas, princesses, and school teachers and nurses. And I'm going, I mean, I have nothing against those careers and those professions, but how come everybody wants, you know, if you're a boy, these are the three things. If you're a girl, those are the three or four things. And I thought, that's really strange. Because I never even once considered being any of those things and and going into any of those professions. So, of course, when was I in third grade? You know, late late 1950s. (laughs) (laughs) Things are a little different now. Yeah, things are quite a bit different. I'm sure you're not going to hear as much of that, but I'm sure you still hear some of that. But I think because of Internet, because of so much more communication and education and awareness in the world, there's so many more choices that young kids, you know, are starting to be exposed to a lot earlier, which is great. It's breaking up some of that hardcore programming that's been there for so long. And yet, it's still there, right? Uh, And there's actively, there are people, leaders, who are starting to. Bring This awareness into the world more saying, hey, girls, you don't have to, you know, you can go do these things, but you don't have to. You're not limited that way. Yeah,
1: you can be an astronaut or a president.
2: That's right. Uh-huh. And hey, boys, you're not limited to doing those things. You can if you that's really what you want to do. But you can do all these things that were formally attributed to just girls. Hey, I was a nurse for a while when there weren't any male nurses, so it was hilarious. I'd be introduced to the new staff at the hospital. Oh, this is Michael Tamura. Uh, he's he's a male nurse. <laughs> 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 I always cracked up. I said, "Yeah, you, well, would you like me to go check on that? <laughs> Make sure." And so I I would have fun and and but people were serious about it, right? So anyway. It's, you know, little by little, society goes, society's change is so slow, but it's got to happen somehow. So what happens when the world or your vocational counselor in high school doesn't have a category of career to offer you, such as spiritual healer or psychic reader or clairvoyant counselor or awareness teacher, right? I mean, I can go on, but but just to get started. Then those souls end up looking for some kind of job that they may enjoy doing that pays the bill until they could find themselves or figure out their life path. Well, aging is first and foremost a big learning curve. It doesn't matter when you start to say hello to aging. It could be as a child or baby or or a teenager or when you're, you know, 28, 30 years old. But aging is first and foremost a huge learning curve throughout our life. The focus in our society needs to shift about aging from growing older to growing wiser and more loving, kinder, more compassionate. Growing older is about the age and condition of the body. Growing wiser and more graceful is about the state of our mind and how much it reflects our spirit, our beingness. If we did that in our society, even as some of us experience a deterioration of the body or go through bodily changes, even illnesses, injuries, whatever, that, you know, you don't necessarily tend to have as a young person, but as you get older and older, hey, there's a higher likelihood that some of these things happen. So if our society changed in their perspective about these bodily changes that we as souls go through in the later times in our lives, we would all suffer less. We would be able to move through such experiences with much more wisdom, compassion, and grace. Our loved ones and our caregivers, especially when we're the elderly and younger people are, you know, wanting to take care of us more or give to us in that way, they would suffer less too because, hey, we've all been through that, right? Our elders that we, are, we love and respect and admire are going through, you know, physical and other emotional and other kinds of challenges, mental challenges, because part of it, because they're getting, their body is getting older, and they can't do as much. They can't run as fast, jump as high. They can't move as quickly and all that kind of stuff. And so when we see that, it's difficult for us, especially when it's happening to someone we care so much about. So as caregivers and, and those who are you know wanting to love and support the people who are getting older than us and going through their challenges, it'll make it easier. Less suffering for us in relationship to our elders if society had much more understanding, awareness, compassion, and support for, oh, this thing called the aging process is a different aspect of the learning curve for the soul incarnated in a body. It's not really what's happening to the soul. It's what's happening to the body. But the soul is the one that has to learn how to relate to this changing conditions of the body and mind in, in the sense of the intellect and memory and all those kinds of things and visual perception and everything that deals with the bodily sensory perceptions. How do we as souls learn to to relate to that now. It's not, we can't take it for granted like when we were little kids and just run until we run out of steam. Yeah, some of us might not make it. (laughs) Hey, every single time I had my near-death experience, I was uh, in some form of exercising, (laughs) probably too much.
1: Oh, well, we're coming up on our second break. And, of course, during the just before the break section, we like to tell you about things we have going on. Um, Our next teleclass in our ongoing series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, is we're going to have another teleclass in this series. And it's going to be Your Fourth Chakra, Affinity, Worth, and Relationship. And it's happening on Saturday, October 19th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time and 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. If you'd like to learn more about your fourth chakra and how it impacts your experience of oneness, self-worth, and how you feel in relationship to anyone or anything, join us from anywhere in the world for this illuminating teleclass. Find out all the details and sign up on our website, events calendar section, www.michaeltamura.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. When we return, we will continue our exploration of saying hello to aging. See you in a couple minutes.
3: It's quite common for people to wonder whether happiness is real or just an illusion. Yet we all have an inner voice that is telling us that we need to change. Where to begin? Start by taking time out of your schedule every week for Revelations and Wonders, Secrets to Life and Happiness with host Fabian Edju. There is a true beauty within your soul and happiness flows from inside. We'll help you find that new confidence within. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
2: If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Catherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and
1: modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the
0: laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern
1: Time on the
0: turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Mm -hmm.
0: are listening to Living the Miracle Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com
1: now back to
0: Living the Miracle
1: great to have you back we're exploring today about saying hello to aging And, you know, for us, it's so interesting when we are getting ready to give a radio show because we have to look at these things ourselves and experience some of the energies around them and so forth. And we're very sensitive people. And we are aware that our audience are also very sensitive people. So if you're in your, say, late 20s or maybe early 20s or whatever, and you still managed to sign in to listen to the show on aging, (laughs) congratulations. Because this is something, to me, when I was a young person, it kind of hung over my head like a black cloud. You know, if I didn't get something done by a certain time, I felt like I was a failure. And I can tell you that's so not completely true because everybody has their uh, physical timetable.
2: Yes, in, you know
1: how they go about things.
2: Yeah, and in our society, uh, boy, you know, if you're interested in being an actor, actress in Hollywood and stuff, oh, if you don't make it by 25 years old, some of the people I've met in that uh, experience are going, well, I guess I didn't make it. I said, what do you mean? You just started. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, but, but, you know, you don't get hired, you don't get the parts, you don't get the prime parts. Well, uh, in that avenue, things are changing too, even in the media, is little by little, there's a lot more awake people, producers and whatnot, in those kinds of places, decision making places that are going, hey, there's a, there's a wide market out there of, older people
1: older than 25
2: older than 25 <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious and then of course if you're a professional athlete golf is one place where you could be 70 years old and still be in the a big in the, star a big star but but not with ice hockey not with soccer or especially football professional football has a pretty short career you better make it if you're gonna make it by the time you're thirty, and because you're gonna retire by thirty-four, maybe thirty-five, if you stay really healthy and fit and yes. not injured. And so so it's an amazing thing. And I've told Raphael many times that when I was a child, I wanted to grow old. Yeah. She she was very at first she was going. What? <laughs> I wanted to be an old man. I told her that was because I knew no one would really hear me. People would listen maybe, but they don't hear me until I was an older person. What I didn't realize back then was that it would, be, it would take me until I was much older to gain the wisdom to be able to communicate what I was here to teach until I was much older. As well, so there's two parts to that. One is people, especially during my growing up times, they're nice to me. They would you know listen, but they it just goes right through right over their head because a little child is saying things, and that they didn't really get and so so that was true that I had to become a little more adult to even look adult to be respected enough to be listened to and somebody going, I really want to hear and understand what you're saying instead of just slough it over. But the other part of it took me a while. Uh, I had to grow up to realize, oh, I didn't have the life experience as a child to gain the wisdom I needed to be able to communicate in the way that other people, young or old, can start to hear me and to even be interested in what I was saying. So that's my learning curve, right? Uh, It's not just waiting to get old. What I was looking at as I want to be an old man as a child was when I looked at, looked for wisdom and the kind of settledness, groundedness, awareness and understanding, insight that I was wanting to get to were all every person I saw with even a shred of that were old people. Yeah. And so, so that's where I got that idea that now I guess I better become old so that I can do what I'm here to do in this lifetime.
1: What's interesting about that is Michael um, actually taught English to Japanese speaking students um, when he was a child so yeah. he was he was <laughs> teaching anyway
2: i was teaching i started teaching something i didn't care what i taught i just because to me to this day teaching is nothing more than sharing what helps yourself right sharing this is the information this is the tool this is the technique this is the idea this is the concept that's helped me benefit in life. And and when I have even a shred of that, I want to share it with everybody. Gee, especially if it's relevant to those people I want to share it with. It's like, oh, this happened to me. You're going through the same kind of thing. This is how I dealt with it and came out smelling like a rose. And sometimes the other person doesn't want it, but a lot of times they go, yeah, I'm struggling. I'd like to know, how, how, do, you, how do you deal with this? And unless the other person's allergic to roses, <laughs> they want to come out smelling like a rose too. So <laughs> anyway, um, I intuitively knew by the time I was in my teens that it took several decades of life experience and practice to learn to actually do what I was here to do, so even in my early you know in my twenties, I was considered uh, a senior teacher i was I was considered a very good and respected teacher of what I was teaching, and yet I knew I was just beginning it's it was this was my school this was my schooling i was I was learning, and it wasn't until I actually retired (laughs) from my first career uh, directing a psychic institute and everything for 20 years and teaching day and night that I start to go, okay, I'm prepared now. I'm now able to do what I came here to do. And even that, when I was, what, 40, something 40-ish, I realized, oh, this is just the beginning of that so it's it's a some people are concerned about you know okay if i get fired at a, a later age in my 40s or late 30s 40s what am i going to do people aren't hiring people unless you're young and you know Gung ho, and you can stay up all night, and and get paid a few bucks, and <laughs> have have uh, uh, potato chips for lunch, <laughs> and survive. No, <laughs> but hey, that's one of the things. As a elder person, you can't afford to do that anymore. You know, uh, you get sick easier, or you you get you just don't function very well if you put a lot of, you know, lousy stuff in your system. But which is good because it, it forces you to have to go, hey, you can't you have to start changing your ways. And this growing older process is is really quite fantastic because it's teaching me every day it's teaching me, oh yeah, I can't push myself on a physical level as hard as I used to. Without thinking about it, I, I do it. But then, if you keep on doing that, you keel over, uh-huh, which I have. <laughs> so Five I'm starting. Five times actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it took me a while. Go, oh, even just in the simple thing about physical exercise, I've always been in everything in life. I've been, hey, the goal is 150 percent. 100 percent was just the starting point. 150 percent is the goal I'm striving for. Rarely achieve it, but hey, that's what I shoot for. But when I start to realize, what am I doing wrong here? Oh, and I read up on some you know, fitness books and everything like like that. And oh, you're supposed to go, especially at my age, you're supposed to go for like 65 to 75% of your maximum potential in the heart rate and everything like that when you're exercising. I said, oh my God, no wonder I keeled over. Every time I start to get into the top shape, because when I was in top shape, I can do more. <laughs> Raphael, you've been looking at aging pretty closely as about the time I notice, as your parents start to go through their final years here on earth about, what, a decade or more ago, Mm -hmm. and even more in the past few years as you've been bombarded, like you said, by the media blast of what a senior is and should look like, feel like, and do or not do. So what are some of the insights you've gained about aging and what are a few of the tools or practices that have helped you live more joyfully through the often challenging Mm -hmm. process? Is it true that when the going gets tough, the tough go shopping?
1: (laughs) Well, actually, the truth of the matter is I used to love to shop, and I really don't care for it anymore. Um, I have so many more important things to do, and shopping just isn't one of them. It's
2: just necessities of life.
1: Yes. So, thank heavens for Amazon <laughs> when I have to get something or the fact that we moved um, away from the mountains and we're only a 10-minute drive away from a very large mall if I have to <laughs> go. But uh, yes, I did start looking at this because, um, of course, one of the normal issues that of a person who's say, in their early middle ages – is the aging of their parents, the aging and passing over of their parents. Mm-hmm. And you know that when they're gone, you're going to be the older generation. <laughs> 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 That's not something you think about until you're dealing with your parents. And I was lucky because I have a lot of siblings and, and everybody took care of taking the parent, taking care of our parents. And because I was so far away, I actually didn't have a whole lot to do with their uh, passing over processes, excepting for visiting them. And also when my dad was about to pass over, and that was really about four months before Michael and I got married in 91, um, I knew that... um, he was going to pass, and I tried to tell some of my siblings. and, and in spite of the fact that they know I I live a psychic life, they're all living a different kind of a life. <laughs> Most of them didn't listen to me, so there were only a few of us there uh, during his when he finally passed over. But um, anyway, the tools are: your life doesn't end when you become older. You're still a being in a body with all that creative, amazing energy. To create what you really came here for, and all the years behind you, and we—my life has been a—it's been a wonderful, incredible, and extremely challenging life. But because I feel I followed my kind of my passions in my heart, I was able to um, do what I wanted to do. And as I'm getting older. Just like Michael talked about in the majority of this show, I've been able to glean a lot of my wisdom from that. And now uh, we're kind of in the process of another changeover in how we're going about things. And even having this radio show was part of it, mm-hmm. being able to communicate to the world a lot of our own wisdom and to be able to create some new and exciting things. Like for me, it's writing a book something I've always wanted to do. Mm. And I've been wanting to write a particular book for 17 years. And, you know, that was a long, long time to wish to do something. And basically, it was because I was so busy running our seminar business and doing readings and all the things that I created earlier in my life to do, there wasn't the time. Mm -hmm. And now we're at a juncture point where there is time. And what's really great is I realize as I've been, you know, meditating and practicing being within myself all these years, I'm really listening to that, the fact that I can still create, I can still create anything I want to create as I have in my entire life. And that's the message I want to give to all of you is you don't lose your creativity. You don't lose your enthusiasm in, unless you're not working your stuff. If mm-hmm. you get traumatized by something and you let it flatten you, go get some counseling, get some help, get yourself through that part because there's more ahead and as long as you're breathing, you're here to do something. So.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're here to learn and this is just the beginning of our conversation on aging, saying hello to aging. What we covered today is just even barely scratching the surface. And so from here, we have so much more. You know, what does retirement really mean? What does it look like? It's not what everybody says it is. Are you planning for your afterlife? You know, how do you deal with health conditions as you get older? You know, how do you deal with having to be more dependent or staying more independent? And How about money, economics, savings, or lack of sufficient funds for retirement? Oh, I can't even think about retirement. People are thinking, I I don't have any money to retire on. Hey, neither do I. (laughs) Creativity
1: and awareness all the way. Well, we are getting to the end of our show, and we want to thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some valuable insights and tools. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our show, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, Communication and Healing. We'll explore the all-important part of communication plays in all healing. Make sure to check our website, micheltamora.com, for all of our upcoming seminars, teleclasses, retreats, and audio courses. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week.
0: We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.